Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad that you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Hey everyone, welcome to Live Free Church. My name is Levi. I'm a pastoral apprentice here and I've been working here, well I've been in Kelowna for just over a year now, but I've been working at Live Free Church for kind of the past two months. I'm in this program, it's called Immerse, and it's a master's program that is kind of conjoined with our church, and that's also what David's in. So this is my uh, first time preaching, so welcome to history, and I want to tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm here in Kelowna, like why the heck did I come from Salmon Arm to a city that's an hour and a half away just to make a, be a part of a church startup. So yeah, my name is Levi, and I'm from Salmon Arm. That's also where Colby and David both are from, and I've known them for quite a long time. And it's super cool to be able to come here with a team of people that we actually knew and people we've been getting to know for the past few years and, yeah, be here as friends and start this church in Kelowna. And it's a great opportunity for myself, and I'm so happy that I'm here. But when I was living in Salmon Arm, um, I grew up a Christian. Uh, My dad was a pastor. So I've known a lot about Christianity. Uh, My life has been surrounded around it, but it was more the religious aspect. I've never truly understood what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. Like, you know those classic sayings where it's like, oh, Christians, well, even Colby said this, Christians are all about Jesus. Like, we're all about Jesus. And unless you actually are ready to grow into that, like, it means nothing. And all this stuff meant nothing for me for so much of my life. And as I got into my 20s, like, this was kind of still my posture towards Christianity is that I'll live it, I'll pretend to be it, but I'm not truly living for it. And so going to my 20s, 21, I got married to my wife, Victoria, and we were living our married life our first couple of years, and we were going to this church, and we weren't happy with it, we weren't really engaged, like I was doing all the right things still, I was participating in church, worship, youth group, like all the things I'm supposed to do. And in our earlier years, before we were married, when we were dating, Colby was our youth pastor, and that's kind of how we've got to know him, and how he's grown with us, and we've um, grown to love him as well. And as we moved from being youth and youth leaders, it was like a couple years in, we were newly married, and Colby comes and he says, I'm going to Kelowna, I'm starting a church there, and I want you guys to be part of it. And that kind of cut me, that was this um, contention in my life where I've just done all these right things but didn't care about them. I've never made myself available to be used by Jesus. I've never actually followed him. And these past couple years, like, they have probably been the most revolutionary Christian years of my life. Like, when I've actually looked back and said, I think I can actually be a Christian. I can understand and actually grow as to what it means to be found in Jesus, to be a forgiving person, a generous person, the things that we've been talking about. It's kind of cool. My wife and I, we both, after Colby asked us that, and we started kind of talking about it, and like, what are we supposed to do? Should we go to Kelowna? Should we stay here in Salmonar? And we just started our business. It's a photography business, some media. We also have some physical products. We create these maps. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok or not, but... We were wondering, like, should we stay here in Salmon Arm and build our business? Or should we go to Kelowna 
and really lean into this conviction that we both were feeling. We were talking about it, and we, at the time, didn't know this, but we were both listening to the sermon um, series by Erwin McManus. You may have heard of him. And in this series, it's called Chasing Daylight, he talks about how you're supposed to be stepping in to greatness that God has planned for you, making yourself open and available for God to work. And we've never done that. We were just going about our lives, unhappy with our church. Often our relationships weren't thriving as they should, even our marriage. And I think a lot of people ask these questions. These questions of, how do I push my life forward? What am I stepping into? What am I available for? And that's this concept I want to talk about, availability, that free people are available. Pastors my whole life have said, oh, if we're Christians, then we should be following Jesus. And like, sure, you can know how to follow Jesus. You can know, like, head knowledge, what that means. But does that actually inflict your heart, and do you grow in that? Do you grow in, like, in your following Jesus? Are you growing in that? Do you grow in your knowledge of God and what that means? A believer or not, you're asking, what is the point of my life? Where am I going? And I'm asking you today, are you available to be used by Christ? I want to read a short passage. It's out of Matthew 4, 18 to 22. It's a classic passage. It's when Jesus calls his disciples. And I'm sure you've all heard it and you've understood it. But I think there's implications in it that we just skim over. Like every time I read the Bible, I often find myself just reading words. There's no point to it. I don't believe it's history. I don't believe that this Bible's true. It's just some good morals, some good teaching, and a person that I say I've known my whole life. So just a little bit of history before I read it. So Jesus was just in the desert, and it's when he's being tempted by Satan. Satan said, I'll give you you all this land. Just turn this bread into, um, or sorry, a stone into bread. He's being tempted by Satan, and he's not giving into these And then when he's coming out of the desert, he's in his hometown of Nazareth. And this is when his official ministry is starting, where he's saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. So he's starting this ministry. And he's coming from Nazareth, his hometown. He's going to Capernaum, where the Sea of Galilee is. And this is the message that he's bringing. So that kind of leaves us at Matthew 4, 18 to 22. And this is what it says here in the CSB. That's the translation our church uses. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is also called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus says, follow me, he told them, and I'll make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were there in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Jesus just walking along the sea, and he sees these two men, and I've read some of the commentaries on this passage, and just a short little note. This isn't the first time they've seen each other. They kind of knew who Jesus was. Jesus maybe knew who they were. But he's coming along the Sea Galley, and he says immediately to these people, come, follow me. And there's two accounts of this. It's exactly the same. So the first one he's calling these two brothers, and the second one he's calling again two brothers. And what's 
interesting with the Bible is, of course, when there's repetition, you should probably pay attention to it. And the way that Jesus is calling these people is exactly the same. Come right now, follow me immediately. The disciples wasted no time. They dropped their nets. They left their father. Remember how awkward that would be? Like, you're running a shop with your dad, maybe in a woodwork shop or something, and then Jesus says, hey, let's go. And you just, peace out, dad. Like, you're just leaving him there by himself to deal with all the work. Like, no one would do that. The disciples here are used as an example to show us how we can be available for Jesus. And he says, come follow me. Come follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of people. Your life can be spent following worthless pursuits or it can be spent following a God who takes ordinary people, these were unschooled people, your average person, before I'm here in Kelowna, I'm doing concrete. (laughs) I'm working on construction sites with my brother and hey, maybe I'm doing this and Jesus walks by, hey, let's go Levi and I drop my trowel right there. I'm making some concrete perfectly smooth and I just leave. I'm looking to Jesus who's going to take my life from my worthless pursuits and give them worth. Let him do something incredible in my own life. Our availability will only be as free as the things we enslave ourselves to. So I want to ask you this as my first point. What are you following? What are you following? Like, there are so many things in Kelowna you can follow. I know for myself, I idolize my business often. The fact that maybe I get some more followers on Instagram or I get some more views on TikTok, it, like, gives me this brief moment of joy. And I know that's what I'm following. Like, I want this success. I love money. I want to be recognizable. What are you following? Is it a person, a persona, Do you chase after success? Do you look to some self-help books where you can focus on yourself, your own individualistic needs, and that's what you're pushing towards? If Jesus walked by right now and he said, come follow me, I don't think anyone could do it. I don't think anyone would drop what they're doing. They would close their laptop in that coffee shop and leave. They wouldn't. I know I couldn't. Jesus says right now, let's go, let's follow me. What are you following? What's your schedule tied to? Being available will alter the way your days look, the people you look to, the people you love. It'll change what's important in your life. Being available, I think, is a good topic that has inflicted my own heart in this past year, but it almost wraps together what we've been talking about. That free people are, what are they? If you're making yourself available to follow Jesus, you're going to be generous. You're going to be forgiving. You're not going to be afraid. You will be all about Jesus. Like I mentioned earlier, this isn't the first time that Jesus and his disciples have met. They might have known each other a little bit. But the disciples show this incredible trust aspect. Jesus says, follow me, and immediately they do, and they trust. They don't know what's going to happen, and this is like what my wife and I were talking about, how Erwin was saying, step into the greatness that God has planned for you. The Jesus, the, when he calls these disciples, they don't know where they're going, okay? They don't know what's going to happen. They didn't know they would potentially be some of the most influential people on this earth. 
joining in Jesus' ministry of saying, come follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of people. You can love people. You'll be available for people, generous to people. There's a trust element. There's a trust that when my wife and I said, Colby, we're in, we're coming to Kelowna, we said we have nothing to offer. We were trying to grab onto our business, grab onto success, grab onto like fame to build this for ourselves. But when we said, we're coming to Kelowna, we said, God, this is on you. We're coming to follow Jesus and we're trusting that when we take this first step, when we step out and let our lives actually be influenced by who Jesus is, we're going to be used for something greater than what we could have imagined. Whether that be in our business, how we love people, how we talk to people, invite them to our space, being available for Jesus requires trust. And we've known who Jesus is. We have the Bible. We have his stories. We have the promises of God and how they've been fulfilled. Do you trust that if you step that first step and you're going to follow Jesus in your life, you're going to make yourself available to his calling? available to where he's going to take you? Do you trust that he's going to use you? Do you trust that he's going to make you something greater than you've ever imagined? It's not that he's going to give you fame, success. You might obtain those things, but they're not going to be for yourself. You're trusting that Jesus is going to take you to a place where he's using you. What's incredible about this call is he's going to bring these fishermen and make them fishers of people. That's really cool, because that's still a call for our lives today. That's still a call for us today to be involved in Jesus' ministry. He takes these disciples. I'm going to make you fishers of people. There's this invitation. Jesus is not like every other rabbi, other teachers of the time. They all had students, but they were usually like the smartest, the brightest. They knew what they were talking about. These disciples were technically unschooled, They weren't your average student, but Jesus invites them in. And even if you don't think you could be a student of Jesus, that you could be a follower of him, that you could trust him, you could learn from him, he's inviting you in. He's inviting you in to his ministry, and that stands today. His disciples could just pursue their own ambitions for the next 15 years, 20 years, do whatever. But Jesus calls them not just to learn from him for the next 15, 20 years the time they spent with him, and then beyond that time. He says, participate. He's not saying, come sit in a church service and do nothing your whole life. He's saying, participate, partake, follow me, trust in me. I'm going to make you fishers of people. In order to love people, to be available for people, life is full of interruptions. Jesus shows us his ministry was full of interruptions. And at Live Free Church, we have this statement, and it's for the city of Kelowna, that we hope to both redeem and restore the culture we live in through the freedom of the gospel. And the gospel is this, that someone in our community group, community groups are great. If you want to get a hold of people to get into community group, DM us on Facebook or Instagram. But one of the people in our community group said, the gospel is how Jesus lived, how he showed us, how he taught, how he loved how we are supposed to live, essentially how we're supposed to follow in those steps. And then when he died and was actually raised back to life, that's what the Bible says, we believe that's true. And that's where this freedom comes from, is this gospel message that Jesus brought. 
that freedom of the gospel, seeing people free from religion, brokenness, addictions, bad relationships, loneliness, and whatever holds us back from that freedom. At Live Free Church, we believe that free people, this whole series, what is a free person, David and Colby have been talking about it, that free people are going to free other people. We can't do that in Kelowna if we're not willing to be interrupted in our life. When I was talking with my wife about this, I made her watch it like, not watch, I spoke it to her five times. You're going to watch it. And I'm grateful for that. But she's like, you know, I would disagree with you, Levi. I think we're the most available we've ever been in our lives. And I think it's interesting because she has a good point. It's true. Like, I can answer a phone call or a text whenever. Um, I can post on Instagram. Like, sure, you can get a hold of me whenever you want, essentially. And she said, I think we're the most available we've ever been. And I'm like, that was a really good point, but I think we're available to the wrong things. When you're taking phone calls on the weekend for your boss who needs you to do something. When you're sitting across the table from people, but you're on Instagram or you're messaging other people. Sure, we're available, but we're almost available in the wrong ways. We need to let those things go and realize the thing that we need to be available for is following Jesus. Whatever takes up our time, those are the things that enslave us. Those are the things that take up our availability. In Kelowna, we're going to have to live a life of interruptions in order to reach those that Jesus has put in our lives. To step in to those moments where we're giving space, time, availability for those that God wants us to talk to, that Jesus is leading us to. I've been asking myself these questions lately about this topic, about being available. Can I have real relationships? Am I available for my wife when she tells me she has anxiety? Or am I just saying, yeah, what else is new? Because I do that far too often. But that is a moment where I can open up my life and make time for my wife. Do I ask real questions? Can I talk about anything else besides sports? Can I actually talk about life? Can I open up to people? Can I allow them to open up to me? Am I able to do that? Am I willing to let them interrupt my, my days, my life? Are you a person who's known to be around, to be available to talk to? Are you okay to be interrupted? Interruptions can be the working of God in your life. You don't know what opportunities are going to come out if you say, I'm going to take the time, the time, resources, to love this person, to speak to this person, to take this step that I think I need to take. Are you angry at interruptions? Do they bother you? Do you avoid them at all costs? I think a lot of people do. We're so caught up in ourselves, our individualistic culture, our society that says, whatever you need to do for success, that's what you do. Are you ready to be interrupted? Jesus has so many interruptions in his ministry, his formal ministry, as he is um, just further on in this chapter. I'm not going to read it all, but there's so many examples a woman who just tugs on his cloak. There's hundreds of people around him. They all want his attention. But this woman who's sick tugs his cloak. And he stops. He turns. He sees her. He truly knows her. He loves her. He speaks to her. He heals her of her sins and of her physical condition. He's interrupted and he takes the time to love her. Every blind person who wanted to talk to Jesus, he would stop and talk to them. They all want one thing probably, to see but he sees past just their sight and he knows who they are. He actually sees them, loves them, takes the time for them. 
the writer of this book, Matthew himself, he was a Jewish tax collector. And we wouldn't have Matthew if Jesus didn't stop for this man. Didn't take the time to be interrupted. Didn't take the time to be available. Jesus shows us what it looks like to be available. And being available is a life spent with Jesus. Being available is saying, I'm stepping into this greatness, God, that you have for me. I'm stepping towards you. I'm ready to be used. And when you make yourself open to that space that God can have, then you're generous. When you're available to be used by God, then you love people. You're forgiving. These things we've been talking about, these free people are. Being available is a life spent with Jesus. We're not looking for our own followers. We're not following others. But we look to the promises of God, and we look to how Jesus came to this earth, making himself available. Why do you think we're here in the church? Why do you think we still preach this message? It's because God came, made himself available to people. He made himself available to every person. And we continue that message on today. The city of Kelowna is our mission field, where we look to love people, be available for people interrupted. When you find availability for God, your own aspirations slip away. This freedom of being available is a freedom of being able to look at others and love them, to look to God and follow in his tracks. I'd like to challenge you to look at the way you've structured your life. Is it for yourself, your schedule, your time? Are you just bustling around, not ready to talk to a single person, not ready to give love, to be generous, to be forgiving? Are you just focusing on yourself? God asks us to be available. And what's crazy is the Great Commission, this commission of go make disciples of all nations. Discipleship is hard. It means being with people. It means loving people the way that Jesus did. How Jesus walked with his disciples, how they followed him, trusted him, how they stepped into this greater reality that they didn't even know what it would be. It's not easy, it's hard. But you have to make yourself available to that opening and to let God use your life And that when we're here in Kelowna and the people around us, that we're loving them, we're available for them the way Jesus was available for us. And I just want to pray today that even for myself, this message convicts me, this topic convicts me, this is what I've been thinking about, this is why I'm here in Kelowna, that you'd think about why you do the things you do, how your schedule is structured, and that we'd make time for God to lead, that we'd step into a bigger reality that we don't even know what it is yet. Let's pray. God, thank you that you did come. You came to this earth. You made yourself available. You died. You gave us this gospel message, and you were raised again. And that because of that, we can follow you, and we can trust that when we are following you, we're stepping into something we couldn't even imagine, and that we'll be used by you to love people, to be available for them, and that will free us up from our own aspirations. Free us from our own things that we desire that take control of us, that take control of our time. We just thank you that you've loved us so much, that you continue to love us, and that we can love others out of that. And as this is our last week and free people are, that we'd actually be questioning our life, what's pushing my life, what's pushing me forward? What am I available to 
Am I available to you, Jesus, so I can be generous? I can forgive. Am I available to you so I'm all about you? Am I available for you so I'm not afraid to talk to others about you? I'm not afraid when life brings hard times for myself when I have to give up my hometown and my job and move here that I know I can trust you and I pray that people would know that they can trust you as well. We just thank you for your availability for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.